0: What would you like the power to
1: do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I like a billion dollars. want to check out that ring. What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up,
0: man? TMZ Sports. Oh, no. Welcome to TMZ Sports. Mike, Babcock, and Mojo's bicep. <laughs> 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 Mojo, where do you think we're going to start today? I yes, have a hunch here. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Still the story that all, all sports fans are taught. Not just sports fans. I think anyone who's a fan of pop culture talking about the Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, everything that went down on Sunday, Mojo. Of course, we saw him. I know you talked about this yesterday on the show. Taylor Swift sitting with Travis Kelsey's mom, Donna, in a luxury suite at Arrowhead Stadium. But, Mojo... That was not the first time that Travis and Taylor Swift have spent time with one another. Yes, I know a lot of people thought that he invited her to the game. She showed up and this was it. Like, that's the first time that they actually came together. But, Mojo, no, that's not true because we have talked with people close to both of these people, both of these superstars. They have told us, Mojo, that over the last couple of months, on not one but several occasions, that's the way it was put to us, several occasions, Taylor Swift... Travis, Kelsey have actually spent time with each other in what was described as a very private setting. So I'm not thinking uh, busy clubs or restaurants, talking about something where there's probably not a lot of people, if anybody else. And they have, again, been spending time with each other. Now, that's not to say that they are in some committed relationship where they're boyfriend and girlfriend. But I think it's very clear that they've been seeing each other. And again, uh, I think it's obvious that they're into each other. That they like each other, and certainly sparks are flying here, Mojo. Absolutely. I mean, hey, they
2: owe it to us to at least explore this. We're all <laughs> loving this so much. I don't care how they feel emotionally about each other. They owe it to us to at least give right. this a shot and hang out a few times, even if it's staged, just to uh, give us a little excitement and joy in our our personal lives. So they owe totally it. To that. I also would like to shout out. The other Kelsey, of course, Travis's brother over there in Philadelphia for not spilling the beans on this one too early, letting it develop organically. I mean, we're talking about two guys who have a podcast and are trying to get their (laughs) viewership up. It's new. I mean, this could have spiked the ratings. So hats off to them for
0: uh, treating this as family first. Yeah, no, I could not agree more, Mojo. Although I probably think it's safe to say that these next few podcasts are going to uh, have a lot of people tuning in to hear what Jason and Travis have to say to one another. Uh, Mojo, now, this is really interesting because, let's be honest, Travis Kelsey is one of the greatest tight ends ever. I know a lot of people think pass-catching-wise he is actually the best tight end ever. And this guy is an absolute stud, future Hall of Famer at this point. I think that's probably safe to say. I think now, Mojo, though, his, his fame has... Elevated just football, elevated just the sports world, and he has become actually a big deal in the pop culture world. And there is some evidence to this, Mojo. So after Sunday, after we watched Taylor going crazy for him in the box with mom, on Fanatic's website, Mojo, and they're the people who make all of the jerseys, sell all of the jerseys for the NFL, all the apparel, his stuff saw a surge of 400%, Mojo, 400%. Putting him in the top five in the entire NFL, there are thousands of players in the NFL. Top five, obviously, those are usually positions uh, left for the quarterbacks, guys like his quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. But but 400% rise. He is now, of course, you know, probably the most talked about football player, most talked about athlete in the world right now, Mojo. And it just shows what this could do for his personal brand, whether or not this relationship or whatever it is ever works out in the future.
2: Well, I mean, why do you think all these celebrity relationships get started in the first place? What, this is not real real love? Uh, not all of them. (laughs) I mean, some of them, of course, but sometimes you can tell, especially if they last until the public doesn't care anymore, and then they end immediately? That's usually your telltale sign. I got another stat for you. That night alone, just from Taylor Swift being at the game, Travis Kelsey gained 300,000 Instagram followers. Wow. In one night? Then, In one night. Someone broke down the numbers for this on Twitter just about how financially savvy uh, just this little bit of extra T Swift attention is putting right into his pocket. We're all over this, of course, leading the way, but you know, you can say that this is a distraction for the team, but if the team is all collectively gaining this much extra from it, yeah. hard to say that's a, a negative distraction, you know. Yeah.
0: And, and Mojo, would they win? They won the game by like forty points. Uh, <laughs> if that's a distraction, I, I guess bring it on. All right, Mojo. Moving on to the New York Jets. Joe Namath has had enough with quarterback Zach Wilson. He, he's seen enough, Mojo. Uh, let's, let's let's be honest. The, the Jets have uh, offensively particularly looked awful this year. It's, it's not a place that anybody thought, especially the New York Jets fans, thought they'd be in. They uh, acquired Aaron Rodgers. A lot of people thought the Jets could be in the Super Bowl this year, including myself, but Aaron Rodgers is out. The Jets are 1-2. and two. Of course, they probably should be 0-3, if not for a uh, really bad game by Josh Allen. First game of the year, the Jets would be 0-3 right now, winless. Well, uh, they lose 15-10 to a bad Patriots team. Let's be real. Uh, on Sunday, Zach Wilson throws for 157 yards, Mojo. He's got two touchdowns, four interceptions on the year. That doesn't tell the whole story, though. You can tell the team's got no confidence in him. They dink and dunk. They can't throw the ball down the field. The guy, he's just not an NFL quarterback right now, in my mind, and I think... Joe Namath, somebody with some actual real credibility, I think he agrees. Joe Namath, of course, the best player in New York Jets franchise history, at least the most popular player, Super Bowl 1969. He's seen enough, Mojo. He says, you've got to get this guy out of there. Uh, Went on the uh, radio and had some very strong comments about Mr. Wilson, take a listen.
2: Let's start with with a quasi positive, Joe. Did you take anything positive out of his performance yesterday? But no, I didn't take anything positive out of it yesterday. It was awful. Why? (laughs) Why? Were you watching? Is anyone watching? I mean, please. If somebody handed you Zach Wilson and said, okay, Joe, make him better, what would you do? Send him to Kansas City to back up against somebody like Mahomes. Maybe he'd learn something. I wouldn't keep him. You know, I've seen enough of Zach Wilson, all right? I've seen enough. Has quick feet, can throw a little bit, but I don't believe what's going on up there.
0: I should also say that was the Michael K. show, Michael K., Don LaGreca. Mojo, a lot of people talking about this because when you're a New York Jet or a Jets fan and Joe Namath says something, people listen. Now, we know uh, Pat McAfee has his great show. Aaron Rodgers goes on weekly on Tuesdays. This is making a lot of news Pat asked Aaron to respond to what Namath said. Here's Aaron Rodgers. Whether we're having success or not having success.
2: It doesn't mean you're winning all the time and you are got to handle the right way. It's when we're not having success, how do we respond? How do we respond to adversity? And that goes for our fan base and former players as well. You're not helping the cops. And I'd like to see everybody stick together. Our fan base, our former players, and our current players. Because uh, too much uh, negativity uh, and the world is crashing down after three weeks. Long season, a lot of time, a lot of things that can happen. Um, so let's just let's just take a couple breaths. Okay, I'm not gonna say we need to relax, but let's take a couple breaths. All right, and then let's uh you know it's gonna be some fun things on Sunday, I think. A lot to unpack here, Babcock, diving in from Broadway Joe, right into Aaron Rodgers. It is interesting to me what Joe Namath said though, his best position. Is to go to a team like Kansas City where he can back up Patrick Mahomes and learn from him. Well, that was the plan, right? That's probably why Zach Wilson still is on the Jets roster. They brought in Aaron Rodgers for him to learn from, who, in my opinion, is even better to learn from than Patrick Mahomes. He's been playing the game way longer. He has a lot of gifts that he could probably impart some serious wisdom to Zach Wilson that he would actually be able to learn from and utilize. Let's be honest here. Patrick Mahomes is such a star athlete. Some of his gifts aren't so easily taught is, I guess, what I'm trying to say here. But that, that was the plan. It was kind of cracking me up how Joe Namath was saying this uh, during a lap but yeah you gotta you gotta be disappointed I mean you took the team to the Super Bowl in 1969 of all years I mean granted it was Great a long year. time away but but the, but uh you know either way it just shows the passion the level of success you were able to drive as an athlete and to see your team pretty much on the exact opposite side of that spectrum years later it just hits a little closer to home and then you take it to Aaron Rodgers Um, Hats off to him for doing interviews while he's laid up recovering from a serious surgery in the first place. But uh, he never really commented on his faith, his belief, any of that in Zach Wilson. It was just guys, we got to stay positive. These negative comments, they aren't helping Zach Wilson become a better quarterback. It's tough. It's not like you're bringing an alignment that can kind of fill into the gaps and just learn the playbook quickly. I mean, we're talking about the team's captain, the signal caller, the, the leader on the field. You, you got to build that chemistry with yeah. your receivers, learn the offense. I mean, it's not like they can sign somebody and just bring him in and expect him to start right away. And the, the playbook is wide open. I mean, this is a long term decision and Aaron Rodgers going down was probably the most tragic thing the NFL will see this season for
0: just literally all the oh, reasons yeah. at this point, right? You know, I, I agree with you, Mojo. I think it was one of the most devastating injuries, if not the most devastating injury, football-wise at least, that we've seen on a football field. Uh, I've never seen a fan base deflated the way the Jets fans were when that uh, injury happened to Aaron Rodgers. I think bottom line here, it's it, look, it's not former players' jobs or anybody else to, to play cheerleader for the team. Zach Wilson has looked terrible. He's been terrible throughout his entire professional career, and I don't blame uh, Joe Namath for wanting to get rid of this guy. No amount of cheerleading is is going to make Zach Wilson a, a, a good uh, or a respectable NFL quarterback? Right now, he just does not have the tools. He's got a good arm. Takes more than throwing a football to play quarterback in the NFL. The Jets did bring in Trevor Simeon. They signed him to their practice squad, Mojo. But to your point, uh, and, and I don't even know that that's the answer. I mean, we're talking about Trevor Simeon here, not not uh, you know uh, Joe Namath here. Uh, but we'll, we'll see what happens, Mojo. Coming up next in TMC Sports, Raider star Chandler Jones says he was thrown into a mental health facility against his will. Chandler telling his entire side of what sounds like a very scary ordeal. We're going to hear from the Raider star next on TMC Are you ready to shop?
1: Raggoton's Big Give Week is back.
0: Welcome back to TMZ Sports, Mike and Mojo. Mojo Chandler-Jones, of course, one of the best defensive players in the league, superstar lineman for the Las Vegas Raiders. Says that he was thrown against his will, Mojo, into a mental health facility in Nevada, injected with all kinds of different medicines, substances, and he doesn't know why. It's a scary story. It's a concerning story. We'll we'll take you through it here. So Chandler-Jones, who is now out, now free, and uh, posted a photo of what was a lengthy journal entry. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you part of it here. If you want to see the entire thing, it's on, our, uh, t- on the TMZ Sports website. But here's how Chandler started the journal entry. First day out, if my fans and friends were wondering, I was taken in by the Las Vegas Fire Department last week against my will. I was injected with I don't know what. They said that it was a court hold, and the Las Vegas police put me on it. I haven't done anything wrong. And Mojo then, he went on to say that uh, there were a bunch of different firemen who had essentially knocked on his door and basically dragged him out and put him in this facility where he was for a couple of days. Now, Chandler, as good as he is on the field, has actually not played in any of the Raiders' three games this season because uh, there have been some... What a lot of people have believed were some troubling things that he had been posting online. We won't go through that now. You can find it online if you do a Google search. Anyway, mojo, obviously uh, there's a lot going on with Chandler right now, and I know this is a guy that uh, that you've actually spent some time with and, and know and um, you hope he's okay. I, I don't know if it was right or wrong to take him. You just hope the guy's okay. And this is one of the
2: most shocking and just frankly perplexing stories that we've seen shooting as long as i've been with tmz it, it i just don't understand it i'm very confused i have a lot of questions i i can tell you this i've known chandler personally for years i used to go see him play in new england all the time we, we we'd hang out i've spent a lot of time with chandler actually the clip we're looking at right now i think i was there that day was wow. as crazy as that one is um I've never known Chandler personally to have any issues. He's always been so friendly, so hilarious. We've always had such a great time, go work out, all these things together, all healthy things. So to see all of this, I just don't know what to make out of it. You know, like you you hear what he's saying. He was injected with things he didn't agree to. A lot of things happened against his will. Again, this is someone that's always been just so – mentally sharp to me for for years. Um, On the one side, you just would assume that the fire department and the police wouldn't take you into something like this unless something gave them a very, very good reason to. You,
0: You know, Mojo, and they'll have the, they have these involuntary psychiatric holds where they will get a court order. And obviously in order to get that ordered by a judge, you would imagine there would have to be some real compelling evidence to lock somebody up against their free will. Absolutely. And things like that, they take time, which means
2: there has to be a number of instances over that time period in order in order to still warrant something at, at the end, which, again, this is just so baffling to me. Yeah. I really don't know what to make out of it. I'm I'm very interested to see where this one goes, how, how we go forward after this. I mean, we are talking about one of the best pass yeah. rushers in the NFL over the past decade I mean he even has been the best pass rusher in the NFL number one uh, in in multiple seasons actually so uh, very curious to see where this one goes but again knowing him on a personal basis there has been nothing I've ever seen to me personally to my face that would make any sense of any of this.
1: Is tired of hearing about oh, no question. the robbery. No question, and that's going to show up on the football. The Cinderella story is over, man. <laughs> Does that all mean something to you? Does that all mean
0: something to you? No. Yeah, sure as hell means something to me. Hey, i like to report a crime to the murder to these ducks. That was before, yeah, before the Colorado. At Oregon game on Saturday, of course, it was a matchup featuring two ranked teams. Well, then ranked teams, Deion Sanders, Buffs team, then Mojo. After Shiloh Sanders, Deion's kid, number 21 there, threatening to beat up not just the players on the Oregon team, but also their coaches. After another, Buffs player stomped on the logo at the 50-yard line, Mojo. Then they were stomped themselves, 42-6. to Colorado lost, dominated. It was one of the most uh, one-sided football games that I can remember seeing in years. Colorado had no chance to win this game, Mojo, and I think it was very clear by listening to Dan Lanning, the Oregon coach, before the game talking to his team that he felt personally disrespected by all of the attention that Deion Sanders and Colorado had gotten, and he wanted to go make a statement, and His team listened to the trash talk before the game, but it was them who ultimately walked away and made the loudest statement of all, Mojo. And again, just pure domination on the field Saturday.
2: I mean, hey, if you're going to talk that talk, you better be able to walk that walk. And when you're going after the other team, I mean, my goodness, the cleat side against the other team's logo at the 50-yard line, the disrespect. Going after them during warmups, you better be able to back it up. You don't think Oregon probably played like that because of that disrespect beforehand? Oh, they I probably do. went for the jugular after that one. Of course, sometimes you can bait teams in to start making mistakes if they get emotionally compromised, if you're able to get under their skin. That is absolutely not what happened here to Oregon. They rose to the occasion. Um, look, that's going to happen. I You know, I'm going to admit, I I hate that this happened so soon. Colorado was on this undefeated streak, a lot of hype, a lot of buzz. They were backing it up. It was really exciting football to see. I mean, obviously, when you barely squeak by Colorado State the week before, who isn't half the team Oregon is, you're going to have some concerns. So if you're asking me, the past two weeks necessarily haven't been that great. On the field, but yep. still, I mean, what a story.
0: Everything that Dion's done with this team, and we're going to talk more about that. I thought personally that Deion Sanders was great after the game. He uh, obviously is a flashy dude, nicknames Primetime, and, and it's that for a reason. He was, in my mind, very humble speaking to reporters. Let's take a look.
2: It's a good old-fashioned butt-kicking. No excuses, no nothing. Um, their coaches did a heck of a job preparing their team. Obviously, we didn't that was good that was a really good old fashioned buck kicking you can't wipe your slate clean you gotta watch the film and evaluate I'll do that on the plane but I I saw a lot of it live just uh, players that went in position that didn't do the job that we expected. You evaluate players, you evaluate coaches, you evaluate everything when it's a game of that nature. And you had no opportunity to win, period, from the kickoff on.
0: Yeah, I think that's the most telling thing, that last uh, line there, Mojo. They had no chance to win that game. It was clear from the uh, first snap of the game it was over. It doesn't get any easier, Mojo, uh, if you thought the Oregon game was hard. And maybe the score won't be as one-sided, but uh, the, the Buffs are going to face Caleb Williams and USC after USC played a game against Arizona State that I think they uh, did not expect to be as close as it was. I would expect for them to be very fired up. All right, Mojo, we are just about out of time. We've got a good one tomorrow, though. We are actually going to talk, Mojo, to a guy who I think is one of the best defensive players in NFL history – who very humbly says he does not think that he is a Hall of Famer. Not going to give it away to you, but this guy actually – Yeah, and this guy won Defensive Player of the Year, Mojo, in a couple of Super Bowls. Says he's not a Hall of Famer. We're going to hear from this guy tomorrow. I'm not going to tell you who it is, but it's going to be pretty great.
2: Well, I know who it is, Babcock. But I won't tell them who it is, but what I will say is he is one of my all-time favorite players absolutely somebody i personally would put in the hall of fame who are we talking about well you'll have to watch tomorrow to find out where it'll be the best show
1: since today